welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. I'm on episode 258. We're back. We're here. I know it's been a while. I mean, it's been a week and one episode, right? Because uh, the last episode was on July 25th. And by the time of this recording, it's been, yeah, a week and one episode. And I, I you know, I did say, anyway, I was on vacation. Decided to take a little quick, you know, the summer break. That was my summer break from the pod. So it just worked out in timing. And when I came back from vacation, I was just not feeling well. I had this fever. Uh, Not sure what came over me, but it seems to be a trend. Whenever you return from another country, you are sick for a few days and then you bounce back um so yeah a couple of updates with me i am at a new place at a new job and it's giving new new (laughs) i am just i feel like i'm just so um overwhelmed but in a good way with how much change has been happening lately in my life change that I've been wanting right you know I've talked a lot about wanting to explore a new path in my career leave uh the previous work situation that I was experiencing and you know I shared a lot of the feelings I had attached to that and so much so I even took down an episode or half of an episode on the main part at least because it was just so dramatic anyway now I am at a new place and it is so relieving in so many ways and I do want to practice not saying too much about work while I'm recording so I do apologize bear with me but I I want to work on being just a little discreet when it comes to sensitive matters that are out of my control right like I don't want to you know anyway but the point is I'm at a new workplace and it's 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 great I am oh what I wanted to get into was that you know how something is so good and maybe it's like a self-saboteur type of mindset but if but my mindset is like oh my gosh I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop I'm waiting for you know for this to not really be real I'm waiting for all these like crazy thoughts that I have in my head because I, I spent so many years, spent f- almost four and a half years at my previous workplace and it, it became something I was just so accustomed to. This the type of environment, the chaotic feel, the lack of decorum, especially at the campus that I was at. But um, just, there was just so many things I was just so that I was just so used to that I didn't like, though, that I wanted more um, professionalism in or professionalism period in and yet that wasn't the culture there um but I was that's something that I was just so used to culturally at that place um so now that I'm at a whole new environment that is a complete is it 180 I always get that confused 180 or 360 it'll be 180 right because it's half oh shit anyway but you know what I mean like it's a complete turnaround it's a complete turnaround and it's just so shocking like wait what I could work in a place that exemplifies or just lives by in so many ways the the goals and the characteristics that I've been yearning for like wow that exists it's like when you've been wanting a good man for so long and you finally experience one it's like wait huh are you real you know so that's what I'm experiencing with this work life that this this work that that I am this workplace that I'm in and yeah I'm, I'm really grateful I'm really thankful and I'm I'm really trying to tell myself to 
be present, be grateful, which I am, but just like not not get stuck in the past. Like, you know, I think oftentimes when you're in a new place, right, you're you're asked questions that are normal, like, oh, what made you want to get into this quote environment, right? And maybe the the natural response would be to talk so much shit about your previous experience, right? You know how, again, going back to like, you know, meeting a good guy after dating so many bums and you naturally talk about relationships with that person and he says, you know, oh, you know, what happened in your previous relationships? And you're going so in on how ain't shit of a nigga they were and yada, just like so bitter. And that's really unattractive, right? You know, you want to be able to step into a new place and be accepting of the newness that it is and not bring that old shit with you. So that is what I am telling myself when it comes to my new workplace. Like, I don't want to bring my old trauma from work and the professional world that I was in previously into a new environment that does not deserve that. Like, it is so much more of what I've been looking for and so much better. And it just really speaks to my character, right? Like, I don't want to shit on my previous experiences professionally too much because I've gained a lot of positivity from it, though. You know, I've gained a lot of great relationships and um just new awakenings in myself in the world like is i think i've i've grown so much personally and professionally in my previous work environment and so for that i am forever grateful and i think it was a great setting for me at the time whether i wanted to admit it or not but at least at the first campus that i was at you know i i was still new to Houston and I was yearning for genuine relationships and I'm so grateful that I had that experience then with the people then I'm grateful that we will always have that experience together and we have that bond that will never be removed or just um shaken because that's just is just locked in history so like That always, like when I think about that and the relationships I gained from that work environment, it's unmatched and I, I wouldn't want it any other way. So just again, it's about a mindset shift. It's about learning from any and every experience you're in. And despite wanting and yearning and desiring strongly to move into a new space, still finding an opportunity to be grateful or find some opportunity to to reflect and be grateful for what you did experience because it, it, it allowed you to gain new perspectives and it allowed you to gain awesome relationships with people and you know, so there's there's a lot of good that you could still find in the midst of you being annoyed with so many different things in that experience or you wanting so badly to finally move on to a new space and yet you could still find some level of gratitude. So I, I just think that's a great way to look at life, to look at um, just just different experiences that you go through in life, whether that's professionally, personally, or whatnot. So anyway, I'm so yeah, I'm just in a space currently where, you know, so now I'm living in a new place, right? So I think I kind of mentioned how I have been just feeling, feeling like I wanted to move forward from my previous place. Uh, I shared how I was living at a high rise, um, I would say hotel. Basically, if you really want to look at it as like a hotel type of living, because I had a concierge, um, my packages that were delivered, it was sent to a closed and protected space. Um, 
and it was a time it was a time that I wanted that I um really take pride in I I I stayed in the studio apartment that's something that I wanted to experience also excuse my voice because I still sound congested by the way but I'm, I'm progressing in my health thank god anyway so I I I I stayed at that hotel. I stayed at that apartment for two years. And I just think that it was time for me to move forward. There was a piece of me that I didn't realize until I realized it that was like, hey, I think I'm done with this chapter in my life at this place. Um... I grew so much in that apartment. Like, if I want to give you guys a quick backstory, and maybe you guys could could even recognize it if you are a longtime listener or, you know, day one listener at that. But when I moved to Houston, I was struggling mentally with just the concept of me living on my own and me taking care of myself and me counting on me to do so. I I just felt like the rug was going to get pulled from under me. I felt like I was going to get evicted. And I felt like I was thinking so many negative thoughts, despite me having a full-time job, despite me having the wherewithal and the capabilities to support myself, I still felt like everything was going to get taken away from me instantly and I was going to be on the streets. That is a horrible mindset to have, right? Very much horrible. And I was living on my own. I wasn't, I didn't have a roommate. I didn't stay with um, a family member though. Well, at that time I didn't, we'll get, we'll get into that anyway. But my very first apartment here, I stayed on my own. Um, so yeah, so I stayed on my own. Um, I had a full-time job. I I had money come, like I I was fine, but I wasn't fine mentally. So much so that when I was living at my first apartment, I barely decorated it, y'all. Like I, I barely felt like it was mine to decorate. I felt insecure, very insecure mentally, financially, but it really was a mental thing because there was no need for me to feel insecure financially. Like I I wasn't without yet mentally, I believed I was. So anyway, that led to me not really settling into that home. And it was 2018 to 2020, Um, So I stayed there for about two years. Um, COVID happened. um, And then in my head, I was thinking like, oh, I I can't do it. I can't keep on. I can't live on my own. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I really believed that I couldn't do it. And again, it starts with your mindset. If you can't fathom it, then it won't happen, right? So if you can't believe that you can, then you won't. It is really just that simple. So I decided to uh, speak with my uncle who lives in Houston and um, ask if it was okay for me to stay at his house, which initially, like initially when I first moved to Houston in 2018, um, I think it was just for two weeks. I stayed at his house. Um, He invited me to stay over until I was able to get everything together. Because when I moved here in 2018, it was kind of on a whim, but it was all intentional. And what I mean by that is I had a phone interview for a, a job in Sugarland, Texas. And um, the phone interview went so well. It went so well that they um, invited me to come in person for an in-person interview. And they said if it if I uh, if they offer me the position, they will reimburse me for the flight that I took. And I got the position. I got the offer. Um, and I already had some money saved up, so I had enough to. Despite my uncle allowing me to stay at his place, um, the the two weeks at the it was very short of a time that I stayed there. I don't think it was more than a month, if that. 
um yeah by that time i got my first apartment um so yeah i got my first apartment and that that job lasted for 11 weeks i don't know if i yeah i did talk about it on the pod this is very this towards the beginning of this of this whole podcast anyway so um i lasted at that job for 11 weeks because there was just some covert stuff going on that made me feel uncomfortable racially um uh and yeah afterwards I started working at my previous workplace that I stayed at for four and a half years at the first campus at least um anyway so the point is when I got my first apartment I still, I, I wasn't confident mentally. I didn't think I could do it. I, and I really believe that I couldn't. So after me staying there for two, about two years, I went back to my uncle's house and stayed there. He allowed for that to happen, which was cool. And then I appreciated it. Um, but I then realized like, damn, why did I do that? <laughs> like, why didn't I just like, stay back in my apartment like I just anyway and I really realized at that time even though I knew all along that I value my own space I really realized it some more (laughs) anyway I stayed there for six months at his house for six months I had my own room and bathroom which I really appreciate um but I stayed there for six months and again this was during the pandemic the hysteria of it all Plandemic, I should say. Um, and then afterwards, um, no, so at that time, okay, so there was this like this ice storm that happened in Houston, uh, in Texas. It happened in Houston and in Austin, in different areas in Texas. Um, at that time, I, one of my friends recently moved to Houston and she invited me to stay over her place because she was living alone and we just kind of supported each other during that lights out water out situation um she had another friend over and that friend happened to mention the apartment name that I ended up moving into and living at that I just recently moved out of um, my studio apartment. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like, and it sound, so it was a good deal, she said, because, you know, during that time, they were giving a lot of um, pandemic deals. So like, oh, very discounted rates for different apartments. And I, I decided to go for it, uh, got approved, got a great deal and anyway the significance of the apartment to me is so big because it was a time when I decided to stop thinking that I couldn't do it anymore you know I I finally decided to evolve from the mindset of I can't to I can no I can't do it I want to move here I can look into it I can move forward towards that goal I can inquire I can I can I can and I did and not only did I uh sought out that apartment and it worked out but when I moved in and when I stayed there when I lived there I made it my home y'all like Though, like, prior to that time, I had, you know, I had furniture, right? But, like, I didn't have decor like that. I didn't um, really decide on a vision on different parts of my home. And when I lived in my studio apartment, I finally decided to stop thinking that the other shoe was going to drop. I I decided to finally plant my feet and made my apartment, my home. So that's the significance of my studio apartment. It was a time in my life mentally that I realized I can. And I'm just so proud of myself for allowing myself to evolve. Um, and it was it was just a, a overwhelming emotional couple of weeks from moving out um, to 
moving into a new place. Like, you know, whenever you have new beginnings, it's just like, okay, you know, what a waste for me here. You know, oh, you know, you get so stuck on sometimes the, um, just, you know, a version of yourself that is kind of scary to walk into somewhere new because now, you know, you're shedding some old skin and you're blossoming into something else. Um, so, and I'm just so proud also, I'm so proud of who I became, um, just the becoming of Maxine during that time and how I really made that place into my home. Like, I'm so grateful, like so many great memories and they will continue, you know, I will continue to evolve. I will continue to progress and I'm so grateful for the relationship in my life with Freckles Bay who have just been you know how sometimes you just get so like surprised at someone's character like wow no you're really good hearted you know you're really nice and kind um I'm just so taken aback every day by him. So um, it's a lot of great things. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of emotions. I was, it's just, It was just, it was amazing. And then it's taking a vacation with him, you know, going to Jamaica, man. Like, it was just, it was just a really great, it was a great summer. <laughs> I know the summer's still here, technically. But uh, I had a great, great few weeks so that that was me uh (laughs) during my absence I hope everyone had a great couple of weeks in this summer um let's go ahead and move forward into these topics okay so I don't know how deep I want to get into this first topic because I want to live. (laughs) I want to live. (coughs) I want to (laughs) be well and dandy. And I want my loved ones to be well and dandy and live also. So um, let's just say this. The news that's, that's been coming out about former president Barack Obama. And I'm not just talking about the chef that they've had for a few years who suddenly died in, I would say a freak accident because he was a strong swimmer. There's video evidence that supports that. Yet he suddenly drowned during a paddleboard accident when when you're paddleboarding, one of your legs is strapped onto the paddleboard. So what? Like, how are you not able to grab yourself back onto the paddleboard, especially if you are already a strong swimmer, which helps, right? But if you weren't a strong swimmer, if you weren't, if you weren't even a swimmer, you could still be able to pull yourself back up considering that you're probably not so deep down into the ocean or deep at all into the ocean. So I'm just really taken aback by the details of his passing and the mystery of who was with him at the time because apparently there was a person with him who is not speaking, who is not being shown. No one knows who the person is, Um, whether it's a man, a woman, black, white, employee, former employee, coworker. We don't know. We don't know. So all of the details and lack thereof is definitely something to be suspicious about. Um, but so that's not even just what I'm even alluding to. I'm alluding to something else. Okay. Let's just say there are some old letters that the pres the former president has allegedly written many, many years ago when he was in a relationship with a previous girlfriend 
And in the letter, he described some fantasies. And again, I am being um, tight-lipped because of just the story that I just shared prior to this one of the chef suddenly dying, mysteriously dying. I need to just keep me and my loved ones safe. So let's just keep it at that. Okay. I, I don't know. I just think there's something suspicious going on. Um, look, a lot of these conspiracy theories have proven to be correct. And people are going to stop playing with these right wing, quote unquote, conspiracy theories, because at this point, we're the truth tellers. We're the truth tellers. We have kept it a buck with you and it's a hard pill to swallow. So I'm going to leave that at that. (laughs) Uh, What I am confused about is why is this all coming out now, right? Like, why is there some level of openness? Why, like, why are the gates open to the news of this former president now? Who knows? But even when I type in his name in Google, the first page says nothing about this. But when I go on DuckDuckGo, or even when I type in specific words on Google, there's a little bit of a better chance for me to find more info on the fantasies he had. Um, But still, it's not as prevalent as one may think, considering that, I don't know, he was a president. But I feel like also had this been Trump or anyone else who did not fit the Democratic bill, then it would be on Front Street News by now. So I don't know what's going on with that, but there is a a pocket of people, uh, a lane in the media space of people who are talking about the news, the alleged news. So we'll see. Um, but it was also interesting is the credible people involved are living, are well, and have history of telling autobiographical story, autobiographical stories of this president. So for this to not be more popular, I find it a little bit strange, right? And again, it's only popular, I'm seeing, I'm noticing, it's only popular amongst a specific category of people. So like the Megyn Kelly type of lane, um, you'll find more on this story in, in better detail. But ciao, God bless. Okay, so Neo, as you guys may have heard, is under fire and I am here for his double down. I'm here for him saying, hey, I said what I said. But what I also like that he kind of shed light on without saying without saying, but when he came out and said, okay, let me give you guys a a quick background story in case you're not familiar. So Neo was on a podcast with Gloria Velez, who is a former video vixen. She's very notable. She's amongst the Melissa Fords, right? She's that, um, caliber of video vixen that class of video vixen um so apparently she has a podcast who knows everyone has a podcast it's fine whatever she has a podcast but i think this was film on vlad so 
maybe it was on his network, which is really a YouTube channel. Like, okay. Um, but his YouTube channel, but she was the, the front facing host and he was the guest. The topic of parenting came about. And as you know, Neo is a father of several children. He's like a Nick Cannon, but his baby mom account is not as many. He has more men, more boys than he does girls. So they were discussing about parenting, parenting styles, and just the way of the world nowadays. And of course, to get into the topic of transgender and gender identity and yada, yada, yada. So then he makes the point that what since when are we taking seriously kids who decide on whether or not they they feel they're a girl or boy and taking that to heart. Like, since when do we allow kids to make such permanent decisions? And I'm not saying um, exactly what he said verbatim. I can actually find the quote. Let's see if I can find that. Okay, so here's a quote that I have here. I feel like the parents have almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. If your little boy comes up to you and says, daddy, I want to be a girl, you just let him rock with that? Where did he get that? If you let this five-year-old little boy eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Like, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision? And he also mentioned that he comes from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman. All of this makes sense to me, right? And it makes sense to a majority of America. Please, I think I want to highlight that more often because I think because of how the media and just the propaganda of the media, it makes you believe that you are among the very limited few who think rationally, right? Like who who think very reasonably and who's like a real thinker, right? Um, because the media will have you think that everyone is push is no, the media will have you thinking that everyone is for transgenderism and the media will have you think that everyone is on the same page with that and everyone is okay with children transitioning to whatever gender they want and the media will really have you believe that everyone is on that same wavelength and that is not the case at all it's actually more of a minority than we realize um but because it's more of this cool or trendy thing to be in support of or in alley for or to be in the actual population that feels hey I'm I feel like I'm a different gender you think that you're of the of the weirdo bunch who thinks hey I think it's a little odd for a child to make such life-altering decisions so again, I think we need to highlight more that no, 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 there are more people than there are of people who believe that this is acceptable or okay or by any means something that they're on, like on the same page for. Um, so yeah, I wanted to just kind of highlight that real quick. Now, of course, immediately he gets a lot of backlash for it. He's called transphobic and all that B.I. B.I. All that B.S., okay? He, well, from his account, a statement gets released. (coughs) A statement gets released and it's the typical, you know, what, what is it, like, Um, After much reflection, I realized I offended a a community of people and that was not, you know, that typical statement comes about. 
and it's uh it's a reflection it's a i'll do my due diligence it's a it's a a hard apology all that bs right so that gets revealed or that gets released yet i i don't know how soon after i want to say whether it was a couple hours if not no more than a day later neil gets on video and releases the video and in the video he says this is me neo (laughs) i am a 43 year old heterosexual male who's a father of five boys and two girls and i said what i said i ain't changing it Uh, i stand by my opinion i'm entitled to my opinion no i don't mean to hurt anyone that's never my intention but i do stand by the point that I made that children are too young to make such life altering decisions. So he is visibly doubling down and stands on his 10 toes. Like, nah, I said what I said, dog. And I think, you know, it's just so sucky that we live in a space where we can't have opinions of our own that we all have to seemingly be in agreement with such ridiculous rhetoric you know if someone very sanely very maturely says hey Uh, I think it's a little strange for a child to make such a big decision at a young age that shouldn't be seen as anything less than being a good parent uh, a good adult a good person like why is that immediately seen as a bigot uh, transphobe and yada 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 that is just such lazy responses to such sane mindset it's just so ridiculous to me so when he's getting a lot of backlash for it it's like what like again it's just it's so silly to me it's so silly to me that many of us feel the same as he but because the propaganda of of thinking that no because of propaganda of oh there's more people who think the other way I'm outnumbered because of that propaganda the the reality of people speaking up about it is so slim because of fear fear that you'll get backlash fear that you won't get the support that you thought you would but the media again is making you believe that you are of a limited population who thinks rationally and he made a good comparison like again if a kid decides hey i want to eat this for the rest of my life i want to eat something unhealthy candy for the rest of my life then i have the choice to do so and that's such, that's such a good point you know and i think it's just so weird because um you know when do we say when do we go back to that adage is that adage adage that old back that saying of let a um a kid needs to be in a kid's place you know a kid should not be in the business of adult business a kid should be in a kid's place and when it comes to gender identity sexual identity sexual preference sexual attraction all that jazz that is such a big deal and that leans more into adult decisions that is taking away the innocence of a child so now we're living we're basically we're accepting predatory behavior for children upon children that's what that's what it sounds like it sounds like we're allowing 
kids to be sexualized, groomed because, hey, gender identity, sexual identity, like we're blurring the lines too much. You know, if a kid is thinking, hey, I feel like I am another gender, have conversations with your child. Don't just be so quick to go about puberty blockers and seek medical changes that would completely stir your child's life permanently. You know, um, again, kids are malleable and they can easily be swayed into one way of living because of how things are so trendy now. And again, there are so many cases of detransitioners, of children who thought they were one way. And after going through the said steps of becoming what they thought, they realize after a few years, I made a big mistake. And now you have this seemingly young man who was or naturally is a woman regretting all of the medical changes and medical affirmations and now has to live with this fake penis for the rest of his or her life. Child, let's move on. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. And I think, again, shout out to Neo. And, and, you know, I think now we're slowly but surely seeing more big name or big mouth or just viral moments from celebrities who are standing up and speaking out against just the foolishness, the silliness of the world that we're in. Like, no, a man is a man. A woman is a woman. Period. And, you know, again, going back to the previous episode or the one before that, whichever one it was, when I talked about just hilarious stepping up and saying, nah, like we're letting these trans men, well, trans, no, trans women, so real men, we're letting them tell us what womanhood is and we're letting them tell us how real women, natural born women, telling women that, oh, we can't gatekeep womanhood and our periods. Like, what the fuck are you talking? First of all, you better respect me. That's number one. Had it not been a woman, you wouldn't be here. Okay? A woman gave you life. You came through the lips of a woman. So have some respect and stop telling women how to be a woman. It's just very strange to me. So um, I have yet to see if she released any apology for the community, right? So I think she's been still rocking. I I don't really follow her, though, because I... I don't know. So I, I used to follow her a while ago, a long time ago, but I just, I, th- I think I got tired of her content or whatever it was, but I still like her. I, st- I do. Um, but yeah, no, no news has come out of her backtracking what she said in that video. So I'm really happy to see that, hey, we may see an influx of celebrities speaking up and speaking out truth truth to power and not just being silent to the BS rhetoric that we're being forced to abide by. So shout out to Neo and shout out to Just Hilarious again. Okay, so let's see what else do I want to cover So apparently Lizzo is a big mean, a mean girl, a big meanie, a big, a big one at that. (laughs) 
so yeah so she's apparently a mean girl um there are reports of her alleged reports from her former backup dancers who say she created a hostile work environment and one time when they were in Amsterdam she peer pressured essentially one of her now former backup dancers to eat a banana that was protruding from a sex performer sex performer's vagina now for those who may not be familiar with Amsterdam there are legal live sex shows that take place there in certain areas I believe and as part of their hanging out the whole crew that was out with Lizzo they were in the audience of this particular show and you know I think sometimes when you're out you have a cup of liquor you have some liquor in you and you get very just raunchy you get very much in the moment I think this was an example of that and unfortunately of course it made whomever it was that was pressured to eat the banana I don't know if she actually ate the banana out of the vagina but it made her feel uncomfortable and that's not okay it's never okay but yeah there's a lot of reports of people coming out coming forward and saying this was my experience with Lizzo she was mean she made me feel uncomfortable and apparently she fat shamed her backup dancers which is hilarious to me because it's like but you're fat (laughs) but okay so she is getting a lot of hell. She has since released a statement saying that these reports are not true. And basically she is so disturbed by these allegations and she never speaks on things like this. Basically, like there's been rumor, you know, also like a lot of celebrities be like, oh, I don't speak on this. I don't speak on that. But this was so bad that she just had to speak up out, speak up about it. Uh, so she denies these claims, these allegations, but these accusers are still going strong, and they have lawyers, and they are suing her. There's a lawsuit against her uh, for sexual harassment, specifically because if that banana situation rings true. That's a case. That's a case. Uh, and some could, some could say, well, she's an adult, right? You know, whoever it was that she, quote unquote, coerced to eat the banana from uh, the, the performer's vagina, that person was an adult. She could have said no. She could have. But here's the thing. When you are in a dynamic situation like your boss essentially saying, hey, do this, do this you are feeling very much pressured to doing that or else your job is on the line or else your your you know your livelihood your steady income and and perks and benefits all those things come your compensation package is now threatened and i i heard i was listening to something before saying oh you care about uh, the perks and the and the benefits and that means you don't you weren't really um affected negatively by this when it's like no you're painting the whole picture if you're working a job right a a typical job a full-time job there's a package plan there's a compensation package that you receive you don't just get a check you get pto you get vacation you get sick days you get you get perks you get a gym membership you get like there's a on top of you getting paid monetarily so all of that you have become accustomed to you have become accustomed to you have created a life according to that compensation package and now I'm in a dynamic situation in which my boss is making me feel like I have no other choice but to do something that I'm not comfortable with or else this compensation package is now threatened. 
That's a hard situation to be in. It's hard. Regardless of you being an adult, regardless of you having a degree and, you know, having a sane mind, seemingly, it's a hard situation to just be like, no. Now, just because maybe you're not quick to say no doesn't mean that you're not liable for a case or that you're not liable to get properly um, taken care of for that. That's not okay, regardless, right? Like You should never be in a situation in which your boss is making you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you have to succumb to it or else your compensation package is threatened. So I am in complete favor of this this former employee speaking up and speaking out about it i wish all the accusers the best and i am kind of biased too i never really liked lizzo i felt like she was in industry plans i feel like she didn't really have genuine intentions i think her presentation is i don't want to say disturbing but just it's it's a bad influence it's a bad influence just from the words that she has in her yes it's some some songs she has like you know love yourself i get that that's cool and all but i think she's not speaking a healthy message i really don't think she is and uh, it's just i don't know i don't really like her i don't really like her so maybe i just don't care for her personally so that that's also it too so um anyway that is pretty much it for today's episode (coughs) oh i'm getting better y'all i am pray for me please so i can be back to 100 percent but yes, I just wanted to go ahead and share all of that on our return episode. So I'm grateful that you have waited and you're back and you're here. Continue to support this podcast by telling a friend to tell a friend, leaving a positive review, subscribing and continuing to listen all of that support is um, greatly appreciated. And if you like some more content, content that has not been released on the main platform, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash this. The link for that is in the show notes and you can find that in the YouTube description box. All of that is present. You can find it also in the Instagram link of the God Built This podcast podcast. Um, page as well as my personal page hey more um anyway so i'll check in with you all next time thank you and peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of god built this podcast with your host maxine if you liked it leave a review share and subscribe god bless